Welcome to the Living Loud and Proud Podcast, brought to you by Disability Pride Pennsylvania. If you need a link to the transcript for this episode, please visit our accessible website at www.disabilitypridepa.org slash podcast. And now, here is your host. Hello, folks. Welcome to the very first Living Loud and Proud podcast from Disability Pride, Pennsylvania. Uh, today's episode, we would like to thank Highmark Whole Care for sponsoring. Our guest, our very first guest ever is Vicki Landers. And Vicki, do you care to introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are? Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Vicki Landers. Um, I am the founder and executive director for Disability Pride Pennsylvania. Um, we are a 501c3 disability-led organization um, that creates programming, inclusive programming, I should say, very important part, inclusive programming for folks across um, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So now, Vicki, exactly how did you get involved with Disability Pride? Um, I was uh, down at the um, Independence Edge Studio, which what used to be located underneath the Philadelphia Sill. And um, I had this person came rolling down in his wheelchair with this funny hat and said, hey, we're looking for folks who can make some art for a disability pride parade that they were having. And so I um, said I would help. Um, and that's kind of how it all started. Um, that was 12 years ago. Um, it's very, it seems like yesterday <laughs> that I've been doing this. Um, but I would not have gotten started without um, Alan Holdsworth and the Independence Edge. Okay. So uh, tell us, what is the mission of the organization Disability Pride Pennsylvania? Um, so we, Disability Pride is a, Disability Pride itself is a movement. Um, and to me, it means more than just like it's self-advocacy and it's a push for acceptance um, disability pride is above all a celebration of inclusion and disabled people who are proud of themselves. Um, our mission is to celebrate the pride that the disability community feels. It's a place for us to come together and to celebrate the disability experience with the entire community. Um, and what makes, what makes us special is that we think about accessibility and inclusivity um, from day one, you know, it's the first thing on your list. If you can't do it that way, then we don't do it at all. <laughs> okay. Well, now, uh, can you tell us about your programs and events? Sure. Um, so our programs always provide space for advocacy, celebration, and sometimes some good trouble. Um, <laughs> you know, we have... We, of course, have our Disability Pride celebrations, which um, in 2024, we're hosting six Disability Pride events um, across the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania in Harrisburg, 
Pittston, Lehigh Valley, Williamsport, uh, Pittsburgh, and then of course in Philly, of always. Um, and you can find more information on our website about that. Um, we also have one of our most exciting, the, our longest running program. It's called All About Disabled Sex. Um, we started this because we wanted there to be a place for folks to actually talk about disabled people having sex, because we do, um, and making sure that we could do it in a, a space where everybody felt comfortable, doing it in public, doing it, we started it doing, doing the events during the day, during the week, where because you can talk about it at any point in time. Um, and so we have a new, our programming started for 2024 and our next event is um, February 13th. You can sign up on our website. We also have inclusive dance workshops, which are really great. They're being, they're being um, taught by a master trainer um, from that does the danceability method. And it's all about moving together. We believe that if you can wiggle your nose, then you can dance together. That move, movement, movement is movement. And it doesn't really matter what you're moving, how you're moving it, as long as we're all moving together. Um, and those classes are really exciting because they're going to be done in person here in Philadelphia as a pilot project starting um, March 2nd. And they'll run every third Saturday um, for the spring session until June 15th. And then we'll come back in the fall and do more. Yeah, okay. So, um, well, first off, are your events free? And are they all family friendly? So, um, so we still we have so we have a couple of our, our events. Most of our events are free, or they are a sliding scale. Um, our large events that we have um, that are the big disability pride celebrations are always family friendly. Um, of course, our all about disabled sex is mature audiences. Um, inclusive dance is for eighteen years and older. Um, and then our also our Outdoors for Everyone, which I forgot to tell everybody about, um, which is our new exciting program that we've, that we've kicked off today, actually, I came back from it from this morning, um, is kind of a program that is family friendly. We're going to be doing some things with other partners in the city, whether it's um, the Academy of Natural Sciences, which is where we were this morning doing some indoor birding. Um, whether we're along the trails, the John Hines Wildlife Refuge, doing some of the accessible trails, or along the circuit trail along the Delaware River, um, just some fun um, ways for us to engage with the outdoors in a fun and um, new way. Okay. And, uh, all right, now, gotta ask this question. How do you ensure your events are accessible? Oh, that's easy. Um, <laughs> we start from, we ex, we think about it as one of the first steps. I uh, come about every event or program that we're going to do is, can, can we make it accessible? Because if you can't make it accessible for anybody to be able to participate, then you're not doing it right. And so we, we won't do it. 
Um, so we think about, of course, you know, the things that happen are, are, you know, the things that most people realize, you know, they're like, Oh, can a wheelchair get into it? You know, yes. can, can, can they use the restroom? So we, you know, those are very basics. Like, is there an ASL interpreter? If you have something in public, you should have an ASL interpreter because you don't know yes. if there's going to be somebody who's deaf or hard of hearing that needs to have that interpreter. Yes. Um, but we're also thinking about sensory friendly spaces. We're thinking about folks who have are blind or have low vision and how they would um, move around this uh, around the space. It's thinking about you know everyone, everyone you want to come to your program or your event of and course. making sure that you are welcome, welcoming them to what you're doing. I mean, it's, it's just that simple. Ah, very good. Very good. Now, can people volunteer with DPP Disability Pride Pennsylvania? Uh, yes, we have lots of different ways um, for folks to volunteer. Um, the most basic way is at our Disability Pride celebrations um, is really like all hands on deck. We As many people as we can get to help us make sure that this day is fun for everyone and that everybody is able to enjoy themselves. So there's always opportunities on those days. Okay. Besides that, we have some opportunities through our, some of our new programming to, to get some help, to ask for volunteers. Okay. Um, and, then, and then also, you know, let's have a conversation. Tell me what you want to do. Uh, I, I'm always looking for folks who are interested in the work and say, hey, we have a couple hours. You want to help with some social media, please? Um, you can, you can um, file some paperwork. You can make some phone calls. You can, you know, whatever that looks like. You know, um, we, we do have some spaces and sometimes it's not all the time. Um, but we will find spaces for folks that want to. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, now tell me this, Vicki. How can we better educate the community about disability pride? Well, how can we better educate the community? So I, a lot of that is um, in what we do is marketing, um, you know, making sure that they know about who we are, but also like, for disability pride itself, like I always tell folks, I'm like, it, it pride, if we take the word, if we take disability pride and you, you make it two words. So disability, most people know what disability is. Right. I want to say everybody. Right, <laughs> right. Most people know what disability <laughs> is. <laughs> you understand the concept. Yeah, yeah. Um, and pride gets very... Um, it, it, it's a sensitive term. Yes. Because of the fact that um, it's it's such a buzzword around the yes. LGBTQ community, okay? Yes. Um, being a part of the queer community, I understand that. But pride actually is a feeling, and it's yes. something that each and every person can have and should have in themselves, no matter what that looks like. Correct. Um, so when you're saying disability pride, it's about having pride in yourself, just like everybody else. But for me, um, 
I'm proud of being, I'm a proud disabled person. I live with bipolar disorder and some other things, um, but I do my thing. I'm the best person that I can be and that I should be proud of myself for, you know? And it, yes. I always, I always tell folks, if you really thought about it, like pride really started in uh, the civil rights movement. Yes. So, yes. Uh, you know, so it's not, it, it didn't start with the LGBT community. Um, it actually started much further back than that. But good civil rights, which we all are, you know, the civil rights movement, black civil rights movement, the LGBT civil rights movement, the disability rights, civil rights movement, we're all, we're all doing the same work. And we do take and borrow and, and, and spin some of the work that somebody has done. That's great. And that's what we should be doing. So I just want everybody to know that you can be proud of yourself. You don't have to be proud of all your parts. You know, there are some things that I would like to change, but I am, pr I am a proud person and I deserve that. And it's mine and nobody else can tell me how I, how I can be proud of myself. Okay. All right. Now, um, okay. Now, how do you work with companies around issues of etiquette and also being an ally? So we work with a lot of the, um, other organizations um, and different companies around um, coming in and doing workshops, um, setting up panel discussions, um, helping them look at their, their just the work that they're putting out to make sure that it is, ah. that it is friendly, you know, workshops around disability etiquette terminology is, is a huge, you know, it's huge, you know, yes. Yes. And, and it's ever evolving. So okay. all we're trying, all we try to do is give some folks like, this is like right now, this is where we're at. And this is kind of the terminology, just trying to help folks not feel uncomfortable by saying something or not, or just deciding not to engage because you're afraid of what you're going to say. Uh -huh. So we're just trying to help folks be more comfortable and I always tell folks, it's so much easier if you just ask. But remember, just, that ask. Ask, just ask. But as a disabled person, remember that is not our job to have to answer if we don't feel like it. <laughs> got it. Definitely got it. Definitely understand. You know, there's oh. there's lots there's lots of ways. You know, um, we've set up some really great the lot public library we set up some really great self-advocacy panels where we actually had disabled folks come in and talk about who they are their how they they advocate for themselves you know because to me um when you are aware of yourself you become proud of yourself you yes. start to have you start yes. to advocate for yourself um and when you advocate for yourself, you know, you're showing your, your pride. Uh -huh. um, and whether you realize it or not, as you start to become more comfortable and be like, no, that's not the way it works. Or this is the <laughs> way that this is right. the way it's going to happen. Right, right. Um, right. 
you start to make those changes for other folks who may not have said something or who have said something and they've been ignored or, you know, it starts this, it starts bigger conversations and it's yes, just, yes. the more we, the more we talk about it, the better it is. So self-advocacy panels are really great, but you know, the etiquette always for the five or six years I've been doing etiquette trainings and workshops people always have really great questions. People just really want to know, like they don't want to offend anybody. Nobody wants to, I believe, wants to truly offend anybody. So it's asking those questions and being a safe space for them to ask those questions where I'm not going to be annoyed by the, by <laughs> the comment or the language that they use because it's a learning experience. And if you yeah. use it as use it as a learning experience, it helps more people. And they actually start to advocate when they hear language that they now know we shouldn't be using, they'll actually turn around yeah. and advocate, advocate with us. Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's advocacy is a lifelong journey. I was just talking to somebody who was like, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how that works. I don't know what you know, how, how to get involved and really your everyday life, you're advocating for yourself, whether you're disabled or not, you know, I just right. think that, that, that it's a thing. And I of think course. that, yeah, I mean, anybody can advocate, you know, they, it, advocacy is so many different things. You can be on the front lines, you know, um, in DC, you can be in Capitol Hill making visits like I was a couple weeks ago. You okay. can be, you know, you can be sitting across the table with somebody and saying, hey, let's work this out. You can also be that person who's like, these are the legal things that need to get done. And, and they're writing the policies, sending yes. the letters, stuffing envelopes, making phone calls. You know, there's so many ways that you can advocate. And I always say that that being a self-advocate, self-advocacy is what starts disability pride. You know, when you're proud of yourself, you self you advocate for yourself and you're, the world just gets better because now you're learning to express yourself and what you want and what you need. Okay. Well, uh, Vicki, it looks like we're just about out of time. And uh, is there anything you want to say in closing? Sure. Um, I want everybody to know that we, st we have some things coming up. Um, and what's in your pantry cooking show is coming down the line very shortly. Um, we have lots of stuff that are coming up around cooking shows and cookbooks, asking people for recipes. Um, we're going to be doing some, um, some different kinds of, of, of outdoor adventures, some indoor adventures. Um, we're looking for folks who are just interested in what, what's going on or looking for a place to let's do something. Um, I'm, we're always up for, let's have a conversation and see what it looks like. Um, but also lots of information on our website, um, which is very easy. 
It's disabilitypridepa.org. Um, we all, you can also call us at 267-621-1480. Um, and you can always reach out. We have, we're really good on, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and those handles are Disability Pride PA. And we'll be linking up and doing a whole lot more on our new TikTok channel very soon. Okay. All right. Well, Miss Vicki Landers, I'd like to thank you for being the very first guest for the very first Living Loud and Proud podcast, which, by the way, folks, was sponsored by Highmark Whole Care once again. Okay, folks, so thanks for listening, and until next time. Please visit our accessible website at www.disabilitypridepa.org. You can find us on social media at Disability Pride PA on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.